Welcome to Season 2 of True Enough. Brandon McCowan and Catherine Duvall are your podcast hosts. This season we will discuss many cases, from missing persons and murder to the paranormal. Every episode brings you true facts and suggested theories. This week's podcast is about the disappearance of Dr. Sneha Phillip. On September 10th of 2001, 31-year-old female physician Dr. Sneha Phillip had the day off and went out to breakfast at 10 a.m. with her husband, Ron Lieberman, who was also a doctor. They lived in Battery Park City, just four blocks from the World Trade Center. She told him she was going back to their apartment to do housework, and they said goodbye at about 11.30 a.m. Afterwards, she did some shopping across the street from the World Trade Center, but she never returned home. At 11.15 p.m., Ron came home from work. Sneha wasn't there, but he assumed she was out with friends or family. When he woke up around 6 a.m. the next morning, September 11th, He was not worried because he assumed that she had stayed at either her cousin's or her brother's house. He left and took the 645 subway to work. Then at 8.45 a.m., a plane crashed into the north tower of the World Trade Center. Ron heard the news and called Sneha, trying to make sure she was okay. However, she did not answer. He assumed the crash and accident until 15 minutes later when the second plane flew into the South Tower. This occurred just minutes away from their apartment. He tried to call her again, but still no response. Ron eventually returned to their apartment building, but the front door was chained. A neighbor told him that Sneha was not there. As he would later learn, she did not spend the night with her brother, cousin, or any known friend. She did communicate with her mother via instant messaging at 2.30 p.m. on September 10th. Security camera video shows her leaving the apartment a few hours later at 5.15 p.m. An employee at the building also remembered seeing her leave at that time. There were credit card purchases for $500 at around 7.15 p.m. at a designer discount department store across from the World Trade Center where she bought bed linens, lingerie, and three pairs of shoes. Ron watched the surveillance video from the store. Eventually, he was able to find her on it. After that, there was no trace of her. On the video, she's seen carrying two large bags of merchandise. However, they were not found at the apartment. A clerk from the department store saw Sneha's missing persons flyer and contacted Ron. She'd reported seeing Sneha with another woman that night. Ron believes that he found her on surveillance video leaving the store with Sneha since the NYPD were very busy with the 9-11 attacks, and rightly so. He hired a private investigator to help track down anyone who might have seen Sneha after she left the store. Her family and friends placed several missing persons posters throughout New York City around Ground Zero. Several questions remain in the case, including where did Sneha stay the night on September 10th if she wasn't with her brother or cousin? 
Did she leave the department store with this mysterious friend, and did she stay with her? If so, why has the woman never come forward? Another theory is that she met with foul play after she left the store. Yet another is she went across the street and stopped at the Millennium Hotel bar and may have stayed there and died during the attacks. Her friends and family believe that finding the mystery woman who was last seen with her at the store is the key to solving the case of her disappearance. Really, when you delve into the uh, possible theories about Snia's disappearance, I think you fall into two camps based upon the depictions of her, her personality and behavior as as ascertained by the police uh, in, in their investigation or the accounts given to the public by her family and by her husband. And whichever side you choose to believe uh, more, I think, really guides you into which theories you think, which theory you think is, is most likely or the theory that you think is, is the truth. The theory from the police being that she had a double life that her husband and family didn't necessarily know all about, that she had um, problems with alcohol and had partners and different partners uh, uh, on a nightly basis uh, and spent nights who knows where at a different place every night. Uh, but her family uh, says this is absolutely absurd and none of this is true uh and she was uh one of the smartest most talented people you could ever meet in, in, her, in her final moments on september 11th dedicated her abilities and talents to helping the injured in at ground zero whichever camp fall into i think really determines what theory you choose to believe about her disappearance i just want to say there's absolutely no evidence to suggest that she helped anyone on 9-11 um, right. There are no stories about her. There are no photographs about her. There is no one that ran into her and was helped by her. There is none of that. So I, I, while I understand that that is a great theory, unfortunately, that's all it is. There's no evidence to suggest that that happened. Her, she was last seen on the 10th. And uh, it, there was evidence she got fired from a job because of alcohol abuse, at least supposedly that's what it was. Um, and she had recently started at the at her, her last known place of business. Uh, she It was also surmised that maybe she was a whistleblower from her previous job. Uh, and that's why she was labeled an alcoholic or whatever, but it is known by her friends that after she was let go for supposed alcoholism from her previous job she did go straight to a bar with her friends <laughs> not not that that means anything because frankly that's what i would do and i'm not an alcoholic either well but no i i, I get it i for me there was very little on this case that i could frankly use because there's not a lot of evidence and it was difficult for me to come up with an alternate theory other than she went out to a bar on the 10th. Maybe it was a millennial bar at the World Trade Center. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was a different bar. And either something happened to her or if it was the millennial bar, maybe she decided to rather than stumble home, stay the night at the hotel there. And then September 11th happened and she likely died in 
one of the trade center so buildings. That's interesting. So you're saying she got to the to the, the World Trade Center the, the day before. Yep. For for an entirely different purpose than. Yeah, she went yep. there to go to the Millennial Bar. Right. Right. She went to the Millennial Bar, maybe met some friends, maybe didn't, but maybe they drank too much and all decided to stay and just have a good time. But unfortunately, there were no witnesses because of what happened on September 11th. There was nobody left to say, yeah, I had drinks with her. To account for her last 12 yeah, hours. because they all died in the World Trade Center. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. And I also feel the same. I know there was... Uh, at uh, the discount store that she went to, there was video footage of her there, and the clerk said that it looked like she was with someone who was a friend, which I, I don't really know how, how that was determined. I, what, I mean, were they talking together, and that's how that was determined? Or how, did the clerk maybe overhear something that led her to believe that? I don't know. Did they maybe just meet at that store while they were shoe shopping or whatever and just decide to maybe go have a couple of drinks at the Millennial Bar and maybe they got to talking, drank too much, and maybe they each decided to take a room at the hotel. or mm. And that's why we have never heard anything back from that woman because maybe she passed away in the towers as well yeah I, I, and this is so much theory and I, I feel bad because we're surrounded i feel like by conjecture in theory land i just also want to <laughs> specify brandon picked this case yeah with very very limited evidence it's a rabbit hole mystery for a reason because because all the theories are based on no evidence whatsoever yeah it's <laughs> it, 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 the evidence ends essentially 12 hours before 9-11 happened. Yeah. And so it's the real the real question is what happened in those 12 hours to Sneha? And and, and no one has... Again, no one has I any... think that they went to the bar in the towers, and that's mm. why. That's a legitimate reason of why nobody has come forward, because everyone who had something to say about it is not here anymore. Mm. And I won't disagree with that theory. I think uh, the theories that people have have... Uh, you know, endorsed. You know, since since this has happened, uh, did she choose to leave her life behind, or did she take her own life? It, there's two sides to it, where you know, the police say, you know, there was happiness in the marriage. Um, there was the suspension of her her second residency at that point, um, and she was facing a misdemeanor conviction um, for the whistleblowing uh, about se the sexual harassment. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, the family Ron, and, and Ron, her husband, denies denies their marital, marital problems. Ron and her family deny uh, the issues with alcohol, and they say, "Yeah, she was she was suspended, but she wasn't fired from that second residency, and she was still a year away from completing that residency and become and, and which is a dream that she she had." Which is uh, agreed, but also keep in mind, families don't always know, like, parents don't always know everything about their child. Right, right. Um, the husband, a little bit of a different story, but at the same time, eh, some people don't want to admit if there's problems in their marriage. Yeah. That happens too. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, you know, saying that the husband was lying or whatever. Maybe there were problems, maybe there weren't problems. Mm. But, uh, I mean, there, there's no evidence to suggest either way. It's hard to have a cognitive dissonance to, to, to think there could be problems in, in the marriage or fa and family, but also 
that, that would cause her to, to want to leave, but also her being very close to the family, whereas she would spend nights um, often with, with her cousins and with, so forth. And, yeah, and she, and she had that. Oh, I agree. And the day and the day of uh, September December tenth, she had that. Uh, that instant message conversation with her mother for, for and like, gave no indication that she'd be. I right. mean, I, I call bullshit on the leaving her life and yeah. all of that. Um, someone, someone would have seen her somewhere if she left her life. There has been enough publicity about the case, and there certainly was mm -hmm. that somebody somewhere would have said, "Hey, wait, I know that girl. She lives right next door." Mm -hmm. I mean, that I, 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 I got to say, I don't, I don't feel like that's a viable theory. Yeah, I really so don't. That's, so that's what I'm saying is, is how do you say that she was? She would. She chose to leave her her family and husband behind, but yet she was so close to them, more so than than the normal family is at, at that age. I, I can't. I can't. I can't reconcile those two thoughts together. And for the same reasons, uh, the theory that Snea took her own life. I, I can't. I can't see that being the case. Me neither. Uh, Me neither. I agree. She um, bought new clothes and shoes. Yeah, well, if you're gonna kill yourself, why would you buy new shoes yeah. and clothes? That yeah. doesn't make any sense. And she and she indicated, you know, plans for the future with her with her with her mother that she was going to. Right, exactly. It, I mean, again, I don't find that to be a yeah. really viable theory. And then there's a theory about about uh, uh, abduction. She's abducted, or there was there's foul play involved that night on September 10th. My my th big thing about that is. Your your theory that you support sort of answers this, but my my thing is where are the bags that she that she bought the stuff in? That she they're described as two huge bags that carried all the things she bought that day. They, and, and honestly, if you're going out to a bar, you're not bringing that crap with you. Yeah, you're yeah. going to stash it somewhere. Yeah, and that and they were never found. And they were, which is why it leads me to believe that maybe she got a hotel room. Right. And and it was in one of the towers, and she stash her stuff there mm -hmm. and for the abduction slash foul play theory no names or or even persons of interest are brought up in either the police investigation or 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 the family's investigation again it goes back to i think that yeah. she went to the and the millennial bar was like right down the street from where their apartment was mm -hmm. um maybe they got whoever she was hanging out with got so drunk that they just Decide, or maybe it was maybe they just decided to stay in the hotel just because she had nothing to do the next day, mm -hmm. and she knew her husband was going to be off to work early in the morning, and she thought, ah, fuck it, I'm going to go out and have fun tonight, and you know whatever. I mean, it is weird to me that she would not have told her husband that that's what she was doing, but that's not. I mean, that's not how I would roll, but that doesn't mean that anyone else would be the same right. or different or whatever you know maybe they had a different type of relationship where she knew he was going to be working really late and just was like well he knows i'm fine whatever you know people have relationships like that right and, uh, one thing just occurred to me just now is you know where she, she could have stuck those bags she could have left them at the hotel desk and they could have taken them she could have yeah, yeah she could have but it seemed well yeah I mean, she definitely was not taking them into the bar. Right. I'll say that. Right. When you're a girl, it's a pain in the ass to take a jacket with you, let alone two big bags of stuff. So, yeah, she had to have left them someplace. But because that area was so was such a disaster after 9-11, I mean, Christ, she could have left them on a behind a shrub in front of the World Trade Center <laughs> and nobody would have found them because of all the debris and, and all that. I mean, it was... 
complete destruction in that area. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, she could very well have checked out of the hotel and been walking home when that happened and have been hit by debris and then the buildings fell. I mean, mm. any number of things could have happened to her. Maybe she checked out of the hotel early or whatever and was hit by debris and was knocked out and had her bags with her, but you would never know because of all the debris on the ground. I feel uh, like that's yeah. reaching, but... Yeah, it's... it's We're, we're reaching a lot in this... this, this, this well, there's theory. nothing else to do yeah. because once again, you picked something that has no evidence. <laughs> I'm just saying. So... I really can't discount. I really can't totally discount the abduction slash foul play theory. Oh, agreed. Personally, I can't. Agreed. I can't just like throw out the window. The theory that she died in the 9/11 attacks, trying to save people's lives, I think, I don't think can be discounted. I think if she is is an R1 uh, at a, at a hospital and she has that knowledge, that medical expertise to help people, and as she's been described by people, she's she was a smart, intelligent, nice uh, woman. I can see it uh, as a as a possibility that she would have heard about the attacks, heard about the World Trade Center being uh, on fire, and gone down there to see what she could do. From where? From uh, from a place a couple blocks near Ground Zero. So, if I'm to follow your theory, so you're suggesting that she stayed somewhere else the night before, somewhere that apparently nobody saw her. Or ever was able to say yes, we recognize this girl. But I would say it's uh, she stayed at uh, someplace. And so, but with nobody seeing her. Oh, people saw her. They just have not reported it. They did not report it again. With all the publicity that yeah. this case got, I find that I feel like that's a big stretch. But I can't. I can't. I can't rule out that possibility. I'm saying I can't rule out that possibility. So my 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 two theories that are possible. I, they're most possible. Okay. okay. Are, are the abduction slash foul play uh, theory, and the theory that she she died on site at Ground Zero. Okay. Uh, Regardless of whether it was helping people or had stayed in the hotel. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, I okay. can I can see your can I can see your circumstance, and I can't totally discount my circumstance that I'm saying she could have could have uh, that could have happened. Okay. I'll give you that. So barely. <laughs> So I do believe Snea Phillip, despite her personal problems, which I do think existed in some fashion, I do think there's some credence to the the rumors that she had problems problems with alcohol. I think there's some some, some credence be. to that. Could be. But despite those personal problems, I, I think it was very likely that she was the type of person who wanted to use her knowledge and talents to help others, uh, and, and she would put her life in danger to help others. Uh, I do find it most likely of the theories that we talked about that that she perished in or around one of the towers i agree at i Ground agree Zero as, I agree. as they collapse on September regardless 11. of the circumstance i agree and for me that's that's true enough i agree i think that's true enough january is national human trafficking prevention month if you were a victim of human trafficking or if you have a tip about a potential trafficking situation call the national human trafficking resource center at 1 1- or text 233-733. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of True Enough. This episode was written and produced by your co-hosts, Catherine Duvall and Brandon McCown. 
thanks go out to our research and music sources, which are listed in our show notes. If you have questions, comments, or a case you would like us to investigate, you can email us at trueenoughnation at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook or on Twitter at enough underscore true. True Enough is distributed through Anchor. You can find us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash true dash enough. From there, you can support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain production of future episodes. Also, please subscribe to us on whatever podcast app you prefer, and join us in every episode, where we try to determine what is true enough to be believed.